welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Here's the thing. We all go through life experiences which can cause us harm from family challenges, past relationships, careers, our health. This might cause disease, mental and emotional distress. And despite our most valiant attempts, we can carry unwanted energetic baggage. The energetic realms express themselves through the material world. And when these blocks are cleared, an individual can move forward, feeling more grounded and finding freedom. Meet my guest today, good friend, Lori Dalvey, shamanic practitioner. Lori combines several modalities to help people awaken their authentic selves. Lori has been initiated into the lineage of the Kara Shamans of Peru by the Four Winds Society's Healing the Light Body School and continues with their advanced trainings. Take a listen. Well, hi, Lori. Welcome to the Talking Joy podcast. I'm so Thank glad you're here. You. Thanks. Yeah. So happy to be here. Yeah. And I was, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started to record and I was saying, I'm so glad you're, you're a close friend of mine. And, uh, and it's kind of fun to interview somebody that I know on a personal and a professional level versus, um, you know, just talking. Yeah, to we've, we've done this over lunch several times. So this, yeah. this will be fun. Yeah. And we've led circles together. And um, so, uh, so yeah. So, I guess my the big burning question for me is, is <laughs> what is a shamanic? Lay it on me. <laughs> what's a shamanic practitioner? It's so funny because I think the strangest part of um, when people hear the word shaman, the strangest part is the word, because it's really it uh, the word originates from um, Siberia, like the the. The healers in the indigenous, like thousands of years ago, uh, they used the word shaman. And then it was just sort of like taken throughout the rest of the world, probably kind of sort of more recently than hundreds of years ago or anything. So um, yeah, the weirdest part of the of, of shamanic um, work is, is the word. Because really, honestly, um, shamanic work is just, um, you know, what we all started with. It's just innate knowledge. It's knowledge, um, it's knowledge about the earth and spirit and ourselves. All three of those things are one in the same thing, mm. all like one thing. And, and it's, it's, um, it goes beyond that when you, when you start um, talking about energy and matter, but honestly, really, it's, it's really about um, our relationship with um, the world and spirit. That's all so a sh- so a sh- every, everyone is a shaman because everyone affects energy and matter all the time, all day long. So, um, yeah. And so a, a trained shamanic yes. person, 
would be you and you're someone who can help people to do what? Well, to, um, to shift things. I think the original, the original shamans were really um, quantum physicists. And when it comes to um, quantum physics, all we're talking about is on a simple level, all we're talking about is energy and matter. And um, the fact that we can see our bodies and see the chair across the room and all of that, um, we can see matter. It's actually made up of, matter's actually, uh, what we can see is made up of about 99.9999% energy and about 0.0001% matter. So it seems mysterious and it seems like magical sometimes, but when we're working um, directly with the energy, we can cause great change in the matter. Mm. Um, there's way more of it. Um, and when I was reading about what, you know, what, ha what can happen in a session with you, um, and so people can meet with you. Obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So a lot of your energy work, or most, I guess, all of it. All of it is remote. It is remote. Yeah. And I could say, you know, from a personal level, just as an aside, that I have done both work with you. I've done remote healing, and I've also done in-person. And I can tell when I do like a group healing, when you sometimes you offer those, I can tell when you're working on me. I'm very, yeah. very sensitive, very sensitive, yeah. but it works and it doesn't matter. I think if you're in person or because like you said, we're all energetically connected. And before I thought, you know, be naively before I understood the work, I would think, well, how in the world could you be at your house in, you know, South Orange and I could be, you know, 20 minutes away, how in the world could, could that happen? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing. It's, it's amazing. It seems magical. It's amazing to me. Like I can clear a, a property in the Czech Republic and I've done that and it's super easy to do. Um, so the thing about energy is when we, and when I work with someone, so, um, we're putting our attention on the energy and that is how you move the energy. Mm -hmm. So when you the thing that I noticed, Lori, just to just to tie back into what you your first introduction of it is that all of the benefits of the energy healing that I read about through through your website were all positive benefits. So I yeah. just kind of wanted to put that out there. It's all positive, moving towards um, you know, feeling calmer, more relaxed, more grounded, more energetic. You know, those are the words that Yes, because, because um, I would say that I am a light worker. So my intention is for nothing but the best, nothing but like the highest, whatever serves the highest good of, of the person who I'm working with, serves their highest path. Now, there are other ways of going about it because what's, what's really um, interesting. So we're putting, we put our attention on the energy that we want to like move or, or, or work with, but the intention behind it is like the key. Yes. Um, there's a difference between my teacher, one of my teachers used to say there, you, you know, there's a difference between being a shaman and being a sorcerer. And what, what is the difference is, is the intention. 
behind it. Yeah. And so, I really wanted to clarify that because I think that's really important for people who are listening to understand that, that somebody in your position who can do this work, that the outcome is always in the light. It's always towards the positive. It's oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fullness and goodness. Yes. Yes. Because I think that that word, like you said at the very beginning, is a little like, well, what is that? You know, you know, even for me, look, I'm a spiritual director. What in the world is that? I direct people spiritually, but it's, yeah. it sounds like I have authority with that word directing over it. So it's, there's a lot of power of words. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to, to, to get that. Oh, totally. out. It's like when yoga first came, when people started doing yoga, everyone was like, what? Like, like totally like taken aback by how weird that was. Or, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it hasn't been, um, in the forefront for a long period of time. And I think that that's really one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is that this work is so rich and deep and um, powerful and healing. And I would love for the average person listening who doesn't know what it is to understand what it is and to know that it's, it's available it's available for people. Um, and just like yoga, like you said, was, was odd to people when it first came on the scene. This might, if you didn't know a lot about it, might seem like, oh, well, you know, what, what is that? And, 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 uh, and how do you define that word shaman? And I think you did a, a great job of, of telling us what that is. Well, it's just, it's, it's, it's really a relationship with everything that we've always known. So like, if my intention is to create like a really safe space with someone I'm working with or, or with a group that's in my office, I open up sacred space. My intention is to, is to call on all of the things that we know and love and deal with and maybe don't pay attention to all the time. We, I call on the directions and I call on the earth and I call on you know, the cosmos and spirit. And I just ask to create a nice container for mm -hmm. everyone who's sitting in that space, even if it's just me. Um, and that, because and that is one way of like, of like doing shamanic work, even just sitting by yourself and, and just choosing to sit in a place where nothing can come in that's not sacred. Mm, I love that. And anyone can do that. Yeah. And I've been, you know, in your company, we've done women's circles uh, together and you create that bubble before we start or sometimes you do it with us and it, you can feel it because everything else sort of falls to the side and, and, and just kind of goodness stays in that bubble. And yeah, it just quiets down a little bit in a way. It feels very like quiet, quiet, it's quieter. And you can feel the difference when it's not done versus when it's done. And so yeah. that is available to all of us. Totally. And when you say you call on the things that are available to us, do you feel as though all of those things are available to us, but, but we forget, you know, as humans that... I've like learned over the years that we can sort of ask anything. And um, we have free will. And, and I think that um, the energy around us like respects that in a way, but is like ready to come running the minute we decide to ask. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, Can you give me an example? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so sometimes I ask, I'll like, sometimes I'll ask an ancestor of mine to do a little job for me. And they're like totally ready. To, they're totally ready to do it, to like jump in and, and assist. Um, but they won't unless I ask. And I think as, you know, that's a, this is a whole other thing, but culturally, our culture, we don't really work with ancestors so much. There's so many cultures in, in, the, in the world that, that do. Yes. And um, it's kind of a beautiful thing to like um, honor our ancestors and ask them, you know, to help us in ways that it's easy for them. And they're so on board. Yeah. That's like another way of working with spirit. But hey, you know, anyone could do that. That's like, that's shamanic work. It's yeah. just original. It's original, the original way that we used to operate. Yeah. And so do you find that people, given that we're in a pandemic, are more curious about tapping into this resource that we all have that I think so. I think we've spent a whole lot of time <laughs> by ourselves and within our families. I mean, hopefully a little bit by ourselves. We've gotten some time alone. Um, and we've sort of been, um, yeah, to sort of like, I, we've sort of been forced to see how we're, how we operate in a very small way. We mm -hmm. can get, I think, I mean, I'm like one of them. I would get very lost in my like all of the things that I was like involved in. Mm -hmm. And it's super quiet now and um, and uh, requires me to like see a whole lot more of myself and um, and to see how this is this is another thing that I want to talk about. So with the people like in your house um, or or anyone, you can you can affect um, the connection between the two of you, which is also very like kind of innate knowledge. So, if you move to toward a person with um, a lot of anger, let's say like it's unspoken, but you're holding a lot of anger towards someone, you know how you can sort of like feel it, oh, like wow. it's like thick, it's like thick in the room. Um, um, but if you center yourself and go inside and go into your heart and find some place of unconditional love that you also feel for that person and come from that place. Um, that's a way to shift whatever's going on. That's the only way. Cause then the, there's an openness. There's like a, there's like an invitation rather than a. And I think, I think across the board in all spirituality is that sure. there everything happens in that pause. Mm -hmm. If I can yeah. get enough in that breath, in that pause, in that reattaching myself to the present moment, then I am able to redirect. We have so much more control than I think that we realize. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is what, I, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, so tell me... How did you come to this work? Like what in the world, like in your life journey brought you to, you, you know, I don't, I don't know what you did as a career. I don't remember. I feel like, yeah. did you write? I feel like you were a writer No. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Pam. That's a good information. Um, <laughs> anyway, what, what, what in the world were you doing before you became 
uh, a shaman and how, how did, did, were you led down this path? Well, I don't, I don't think that there was any particular one thing. I think it was every single thing mm-hmm. since day one and before that, that, you know, in my life that led me to this. I'm sure that I've done this work many, many lives before. That's like a whole other, um, that's a whole other show. But, but I think that my experiences um, through childhood, I'm adopted. I think that that has a lot to do with um, being a seeker in a way. Um, I dealt with a lot of things throughout my childhood and I saw, and I did it very badly throughout my teenage years and my early twenties. I dealt with it very, you know, as only I knew how to deal with it at the time. Um, but because I, uh, did things very poorly. I knew what I didn't want. Um, and nothing is lost. That's so bad. Oh, I mean, all the experiences that I I've had, I've had a lot of different various, various experiences in my life kind of helped me, um, uh, connect with many different types of people. Um, right before I, uh, began my shamanic training, I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. Before that, I um, went to design school. I went to Parsons in the city. Um, and I did a lot of different jobs before uh, before that and um, did a lot of different jobs and went to school. I love learning. I, I'm just, I think I'm, I'm curious. When I find something that I love, I'm like very curious about it and I really can like, like, uh, what was that moment when somebody offered you the invitation and said, Lori, mm-hmm. I think that you might be good at, or I think that you might be interested or, um, well, or offering this class. And, you know, if somebody had said to me, you know, they're offering this class on the four wind, I wouldn't have understood what that is. And so what, what was that pivotal moment for you? Well, I was always interested in metaphysics. Okay. Um, when I was 20 years old or so, a friend of mine and I went to this person, she was offering a spirit release and I had no idea. I didn't know it was shamanic work, but I'm sure it was where we laid on the floor and she like, I think did some drumming or some rattling. We kind of like, and it was like crazy pants, like how awesome it was. And then, um, many years later, um, I began doing like, shamanic work it was called shamanic work just for self um self-discovery and healing and um but the minute i chose to go to my first training um there were so many like magical things that happened when i was there and it was so and i i recognized every one that was there in circle with me, which was totally weird. And everyone was like, why do we all feel like we've been together? And then it was, it was so weird. And my, and the teacher said, you know, welcome back to the fire. We've been waiting for you. And it was just like, that was it. That was, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was so much magic that happened during that week that <laughs> to entice me, to tell me, to, to, to let me know that that's exactly where I belonged. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Well, it sounds like the invitation from your friend 
who did some work on you um, was the first seed, not maybe the first seed, but at least in the story of going to school. And then doing the work on yourself, I think is so important for oh, a Oh, yeah, yeah. I also- I, I, uh, I quit drinking uh, 25 years ago. And that really began like the, a huge change for me. That was the pivotal moment into- Literally waking up. <laughs> Because I, I've been putting myself to sleep for many years. So yeah, that was, that was big. And, and for me, mine was, uh, was my mother passing and me losing like my, my elders, like all the w older women in my life kind yeah. of all died at once. Or it's so funny that you say that because um, there's a lot of things about Facebook that make me crazy. But the one thing I love about Facebook is Facebook memories. And I all of a sudden realized that two weeks after my mother died um, in 2009, I had written uh, um, a post in Facebook uh, in 2009, um, you know, when it had that Lori Dalvey, like dot, 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 and then you had to like complete the thing back then. Um, it, said, it said, is learning about the world of shamanism. Mm -hmm. And it, it was something, it was a door that opened um, and, and, and a, a conscious door that opened two weeks after my mom passed away. Mm, it's not interesting. Yeah. That was a gift. Yeah. And I, f I feel like I, I, I can relate because I sort of did my own work on myself at that time because it made me wake up to my life and realize the fragility of it. And yeah. And, and really like, well, what do I want to do with it? And how, what's, what's really important to me? And maybe that's some of the things that people have been thinking about during this, this time of, um, I know I have been doing, you were saying that you had a lot of things going on, a lot of work, a lot of busy work before. Yeah. And I really took the time during this, this uh, pandemic to reevaluate, you know, where I'm being led and, and, because all of that, your story is a calling. Yeah. You were led to the work, you know, and, and all of your life experiences um, led you to, to, to where you are now. And, and that's true for all of us, but sometimes we, we don't see it, but maybe if people are listening, they can look back at the patterns and, and maybe, you know, they didn't have that big pivotal moment, but I've been interviewing enough people and talking to enough people over the years that, most people have some kind of a moment in their lives. Um, yeah. And maybe this is it. Maybe this is the time. Yeah. This is, uh, the, I've, I've, I've had other big moments too, I think, when I was, um, so they, they say that there's a shamanic initiation that happens for the person that is meant to be a shaman. And it's usually, um, you know, related to death in some way. And I think my mom passing was one. And I think that when I was um, in labor with my son was another. There were some wacky complications like a couple weeks before. And I really didn't know what was going on. And the, and, and the doctors didn't know what was going on with me at the time. And I was, I don't know what, I was pushing for like three hours. And finally, at the very end, I just, I had to decide that it was really totally fine for me to die. Mm. I just really had to let go and, and get this dude out. And to me, that was like a near, a near death experience in a way. I was completely accepting of the fact that 
I very may well go. <laughs> but I had to lay, I had a job to do first. It was so that was to deliver your son into this world. Yeah. 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 That was my job. So. And how did you yeah. find peace? How did you see that in the midst of? <laughs> I was so mad at him for the first couple of weeks of his life. Actually, <laughs> I was like, really? Thanks. So, um, I don't know. I, I kept my eyes closed and I breathed and I just like, and I just, just you know, it was quiet all of a sudden. And it was just one of those moments. Yeah. And it, did it change you? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that it did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about the actual work. So, okay. um, so, so you're talking a little bit about, um, energy and matter and, and, when someone wants to work with me, mm -hmm. they are they are open to something changing. They have an idea of what they would what's not working and what they would like to shift. And whether it's physical, whether it's you know career related, whether it's like emotional, like um, and so in a sense, in a very real sense, they are coming. They're giving me permission to help them. Mm -hmm. and uh or to assist them really it's it's a partnership it, it's not really me doing all this stuff it's it's uh me helping them begin in a way it's their and willingness then, yeah it's it's permission it's willingness i they have their attention on something i can then have my attention on something and have an intention for them and help them find their intention in it and then I'm sort of like um, like a mediator or and a custodian sort of at the same time. And I, when I'm working with someone, I'm just I'm I'm asking for information. Um, I'm asking for assistance. Um, I'm asking for like what is it that needs to go? What is it that needs to come in? And and. I am like led in that way. I am led by um, my guides and the lineage that I work with. Um, and, and we, and things happen. It's, it's just, it's just that simple and hard to wrap your brain around, but it's, it's really just that simple. And then when we're done working, you know, without giving anybody's personal information, um, obviously. Could you give me an example of like, what, what are you witnessing? Like what, what kind of healing and light and differences um, and shifts are you? Well, um, so with people, um, I don't know, it's just so uh, interesting what comes up. I was working with someone the other day and um, often an animal guide comes back to um, bring you their talents, their whatever they're good at, they're bringing you their strengths, they're bringing that, those things to you um, to assist you in whatever you're working with. And so this, a moth came back. And frankly, it was the first moth that's really ever come. I don't remember a moth ever coming before. And we were discussing um, this moth and, and how she could work with it. It was 
I blew it into her heart and, and it was there um, to bring something. And, and I said, you know, what is that? What is that? When I said, Ma, what does that mean to you? And she said, um, cause it really doesn't mean anything to me. It's, it's yeah. information from this person for this person. Um, <clears throat> and she said, you know, like, I don't even remember how much, like many years ago, um, there was this beautiful white moth, this huge white moth that, and she sent me a picture of it later and it came and I'd never seen anything like that. And, and it was, but it stuck with me. Like I've never forgotten this moth. And I said, well, what was happening at the time that this moth came to you? And she said, I was like really in it, like having the worst time, like everything was wrong. Like there was valuable. so much turmoil. That's yeah, a- there was so much turmoil. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, that's really interesting. So this moth really wants, you know, really wants to come and like assist you. Like this is, this may be your like main you know, animal guide, your spirit animal, as people would, some people call it. And, and her job from that point on is really to work with the moth, ask questions of the moth, meditate on, you know, ask, ask for messages every day. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so things like that happen. Also, we're clearing a bunch of stuff out of like the energy field of the person to allow these natural organic ways of self healing to occur. Sometimes they're just literally like, like it's like unplugging like a pipe <laughs> when yeah, you have yeah. like a, you know, like the, yeah. that's the custodial part. Like, oh, let's, let's like, you know, clear that pipe so things can like run through a little bit better. Well, yeah, what I'm hearing is that you're moving dead, dense energy out of the way so that this healing can occur and that we can um, more readily be open to messages or to um, the moth coming and into our lives. Yeah it's, yeah. it's like opening a window, letting smoke out or whatever that's in there. So you can actually see, and then you can actually begin to like make some footing on whatever it is. Well, that story that you just told triggered a memory that I have with you. Um, I had done soul collage. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's sort of, I haven't. you look at images and in magazines and you're it, you, it's all these ladies it was with a lot of older ladies and but it was really moving and, and interesting but it was a retreat day and they have all these magazines out and you look for images that jump out at you and sort of like lexio like a vision board kind of thing board. yeah and so this elephant jumped out at me but it wasn't yeah so anyway i I ended up not taking it. And the retreat leader said, I really feel like you need this elephant. And she sent it to me uh, after, which was kind of bizarre. But then I meet with you sometime later, but within the same month, I think. And you said to me, you know, what's coming to me, this animal is an elephant. And you're like, it's not just an ordinary elephant. It's sort of one of those Indian ones that's completely dressed and and I was like, wow, that's so odd because I just had done the soul collage and I didn't leave with the elephant. But the lady felt like I needed it. Yeah. You see if I have it here on my desk. But uh, anyway, um, when I was leaving your office, you said to me, oh, I have a gift for you from Nancy. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Yes. Open the gift and it's a journal and there's nothing in the journal except for a picture of that same, of that elephant. 
And it, and was, it was wrapped. I couldn't have even like, no, I didn't, I had no idea what it was. Yeah. It was that's wrapped so up in a, bag, in a gift bag. And I don't, I did not open it in front of you. I went out to the car and then I think I called, I think I texted you and with a picture of it. And I said, you can't make this shit up, Lori. No. <laughs> I mean, this happens all the time. It's so funny. And I love when people like really go all out and work. I had this one client totally, he cracked me up. He literally, so a llama came and he literally uh, adopted a llama in some South American country and sends money every month to like take care of this llama. They send him pictures. It's hysterical to me, awesome. but it's so good. But it's like, it's so, and it's, and it's so funny. It sounds so, I don't know, childlike, but hey. What I did is right. that <laughs> I received the invitation of the elephant, both from the soul collage. There was, yeah. You know, so it came through like three times and then with you, and I don't understand a lot of that, but I think it's magical and we'll get into yes. the magic that happens. Um, but then, you know, and then receiving the gift from, from Nancy, um, I actually kept the elephant in my meditation space, my prayer space. Yeah. I sat with it all summer long and I journaled and, and so I, I didn't just leave it with you in your office that day. I really yeah. tried to see what, what it was going to bring into my life. And, um, you know, what, did, what did I, what did I need to learn? And so was it good? It was good. It was, you know, it was really, it was a, it was a, it was a very, uh, rich time, um, in my life. And all of those things prepare us for times like we are in now, you know, all of that work that we do is, is, is never, is never lost. So you had said to me, I asked you what your favorite mantra um, or phrase or saying is, and you said, uh, and this is by uh, W.B. Yates, and it says, the world is full of magic things, patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. So tell me a little bit about why you picked that and why that resonates with you. I think that we find what we seek. And, and I would rather find magic. <laughs> than you know than anything else i i love <clears throat> i love to follow the breadcrumbs of magical things and and allow them to take me where it is i need to go i've been doing that for a long time yeah and it's been yeah everything yeah so define the and the more we and the more we um practice because it's, it's a practice like any other practice you don't you know become like a master in three-day like workshop or something you you have to practice for a long time and the more i practice and the more <clears throat> i'm open to um searching and 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 finding and finding um the more clear and the more comes and it's it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. So what I'm hearing is that you companion people through an experience, an energetic experience, um, which is positive and light and brings healing and clarity and all of these good things. But then I'm also hearing that when we leave that space with you, um, that the invitation is to continue to learn and to grow and to and to, to do work and to follow where, whatever. Yeah. And to observe, like I, I love to see people if they want to continue to work. I I like to wait a month because I think it takes 
it's, you know, it's an unfolding. It's like, a, it's a beautiful unfolding. And, yeah. and those things take time because we're, we are creating, you know, um, change that uh, remains for a long time. We're not, you know, uh, I think it's like losing weight. You know, you, it it's took, a process. It you, yeah. It took you five years to gain, you know, right. right. What, hell, whatever it is that you want to lose and you're not going to lose it in five weeks. There's no pill really. And if there's a process to, to the, the, the letting, letting go of it on the other side, if that's what you're choosing to do. Yeah. But if you do it in a, you know, and, but if you do anything with, um, um, with your focus on beauty and magic and, and light and, you're going to make and and laughter sometimes you're going to you're going to make you're going to keep these changes rather than not so so what would you say to somebody who came to you and they're like lori lori i'm having a terrible time of it just fix me what would you say um well i would say that i don't <laughs> that i that maybe i'm not the person for you if you want me if you're looking for someone to fix you this is not this is not that i um i have relationships with you know, people that I've had and many of my clients, I've never even met them. We've always been working. I have clients in Oregon. I have clients like all over in Chicago, like all over the place. Um, and we've been doing like, I'm clear, help them clear their businesses and clear their spaces. And, and this is like a, you know, it's, it's a, um, there's a lot of depth to us and a lot of complexity to us and um yeah but so i asked you that question it was sort of like a loaded question because i wanted yeah, i know i know i wanted you to push back on it because what yeah. I, what i was what i you said what i thought you would say and that is that you're companioning and accompanying people i love the word companioning that's not a word that i use but it's so nice I think that's a spiritual direction word. I like it. Oh, I like it. And and what I'm hearing is that if people are looking for a quick fix, that that doesn't necessarily work. That that what I'm hearing is that it's this unfolding. It's a practice. It over time. I love and also in spiritual direction. I meet with people once a month, and the whole reason for that is that it's not about me. I'm meeting them wherever they are on their journey, and it sounds mm -hmm. like these are very parallel relationships that what you have and I'm having and that the work really happens in that in between time for that totally. person. And, and, uh, immediately sometimes. Yeah. And immediately, but I would never ever promise someone, I would never promise that anything specific is going to happen. But, but very often things happen like, right away like the minute someone even even before we work which is super fun and i love when that happens uh the minute someone makes an appointment they've just they've already decided so they've the work begins it. yeah the work begins and i often ask by the time our session rolls around i often ask so what's happened in the past you know week and they're like well <laughs> you know and there's always some stuff yeah. Um, maybe it's that, that, that shift is happening when somebody knows that they want something to change and it's in that yes on their interior. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Yes. And it's in the permission and the permission. 
And when you see a change happen and, and it's and it's immediate, um, and I've had those experiences too, is that more of like an aha moment for the person, like a um, like something cracked open, like I'm just picturing a seed sort of. Well, I can sometimes yes, sometimes okay. I have a, I have a few a few different examples actually. So um, I had a lovely guy um, get in contact with me because he saw that a lot shifted for someone that he knew um, when I cleared her space in the city. Mm -hmm. um, so he called me. We had one session, and um, and then he he called, and then like a I, like a few weeks later, I just you know sent him a little email, just wanted to see what was going on, and he left me this beautiful like voice recording of my text that kind of like he was breaking up with me, but it was super awesome because he found the guy and he was a guy and he was really needed a guy. Yeah. And he, he all, after our session, he followed what he should have done for a really long time. He finally opened up to like calling this one person that he really, really, really needs to be working with, um, who is, you know, a sponsor in AA and it was really something that he needed to do. And so he called, left me a message and thanked me for like opening up that door. And I may never talk to him again, but it's perfect. You know, it's super perfect. Another thing that just happened, um, a longtime client was having like an issue um, in her business with another person who was like did, did work for her business another business so i was having real issues um and for like several weeks so i literally i went in and i cleared the connection between the two businesses mm -hmm. and literally she started getting like smiley emojis from the person all of a sudden she was getting attitude for many weeks and then all it it it, it shifted things and that was an immediate thing would I know that that was going to happen? Absolutely not. But yeah. I love to like hear when things like that happen. You know, it's, it's interesting um, because I'm seeing the parallels with prayer and the energy clearing and, yeah. and it's have, all, it is, it is all energy. You're it is all energy. energy. I've always thought that about prayer because I had a, a group of women, a circle of young moms and one of the moms was at the hospital with her daughter who was having like an asthma attack or something yeah. like that. Um, you know, scary and, and little tiny little like two year old. And, and we sat in a circle and I said, let's send, let's send our prayers. Let's send it as energy envision the little girl with healing and light and all that. The mom sent someone a text and said, are you praying for me? I can feel it. Yeah. And it was amazing. Like she felt she received a love. And so when we send that energy, like I had another client who was mad at her neighbors and I said, every time that you think of them, that they come into your consciousness, I said, just breathe and, and say a prayer of peace. I pray for peace for you. And then the next time I saw her, she never mentioned the neighbors, which she used to always talk about every time. Yeah, I saw yeah, her. yeah. And I said, how are your neighbors? She's like, oh, I haven't seen them. Or, you know, it's like, <laughs> it, was, it was over with. And so, wow, it's just so powerful. But the power, you know, it's just different language, but it's all the... Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. So there's, it, I love how it can be like immediate or it can be like unfolding or it can be both. And, and uh, I think that that's magical. Like to me, that's yeah. magic for me is mystery 
is yes. mysterious. Um, and that's mysterious how that works because it's invisible and you can't see it. It's not tangible. Yeah. It's back to being a kid again. It's, it's understanding that magic is real and then we forget. And I'm just so happy that I got to remember again. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. You know, there was a woman in a, in a group of a book club that I did this mystical hope book um, by Cynthia Bourgeau last week. And there was a woman and I, we were in a breakout session and I don't know why she was talking about it, but she said when she was a kid that she used to look at adults and think, oh, they're not connected anymore. And she could sense that. And she was so afraid that that would happen to her as an adult. And she said, and in some ways it has, but I think this seeking mind, this, this always learning and this always being connected to it, like you're in the channel of it, you personally, as, yeah. a, as a shaman, um, that it, it is that we were tuned into it as children and we forget. And these are some of the ways that we can remember and working with somebody like you are ways that we can tap back into that innocence, that mystery, that. Yeah. That it's available to all of that us. That healed place. That healed you know? place. Yeah. That wholeness. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's available. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. This was, uh, this was a great conversation and really important. And I would really encourage people to seek you out because no matter where you live and, and people that listen to this podcast are all over the world that you can work with them and, um, and help to bring them back into that light and back into that place of um, mystery. Yeah. Energetic healing. And I think that the work that you do is so valuable and so important to. Uh, oh, thanks. Same to you, Pam. Yeah. And it's needed. It's so needed right now. If I, I said to somebody, if, if there was ever a time to be spiritual, it's now. Um, and I think, and really what my hope and intention with these podcasts are that, that highlighting people like you that are doing such important work, that it's available to us. And just like yoga, you know, was like we talked about at the beginning yeah. so yeah. far and years ago that I hope that um, the work that I'm doing as a spiritual director or the work that you're doing as a shaman, that people need that. They're hungry and thirsty for it. And now they have the time for it. Um, and I hope that it's more recognizable and more of like an everyday um, that it's coming back. Maybe. Do you feel that? Do you feel yeah, that? It's, it, you know, we're remembering what we already know. Yeah. So thank you. I love you. Thanks, Pam. I love you. Thank you so much. All of your information, um, you know, attached on my website so people can find. I'm Pam Rotelli Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.